Presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Yankees Week in Review. Listen in throughout the baseball season as we will go over the week that was for the New York Yankees. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong this week, this day in Yankees history, Yankees birthdays, and predictions of what the Bronx Bombers record will be at the end of the upcoming week. 1420 Yankees Week in Review, the Yankee Tavern North, brought to you by Seeky. All right, the Yankee Week in Review. I got a kick out of that. What went right, what went wrong with the Yankees there? Uh, and we'll get into that in half a second. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts as well as the Corner Booth Podcast, the Rising Occasion Podcast, and um, my favorites, the uh, guys at Craft Root Sports are all there at, at bellyupsports.com. Thank you for everybody who tuned in yesterday to our, our third anniversary special. Yesterday was a lot of fun doing that with the uh, different podcast guys around things. It was a lot of a lot of laughs, nothing too serious, nothing too deep by any means, but we uh, we uh, didn't solve any problems. We created a few more, but no, it was a lot of fun yesterday with uh, our third anniversary. Uh, podcast yesterday three years doing this damn thing who would have thought longer than most relationships I've ever had actually it's the second longer relationship I've ever had anyways uh just me think it can't get any worse than New York Yankees it has uh it might be a, a silver lining might be a blessing in disguise we'll get to that in half a second but uh Losers of eight in a row, swept two times in a row, once by a tail. Really, 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 I'm going to say it one more time, really good Atlanta team. And uh, once again by the uh, Boston Red Sox. Boston's won eight out of nine this year against the Yankees. So it's not, it's not a surprise that the Yankees got swept this weekend but by the Boston Red Sox. But it was a, a bit of an embarrassment at home in the Bronx, getting swept by uh, a, a Boston team that wasn't supposed to be very good. We all know how bad the Yankees are. But before we get into that, can we, can we actually just stop? it just 100 stop it with the greatest rivalry in baseball or greatest rivalry in sports it's not there's so many more that are we won't even get into them there's so many more rivalries that are mo- much much more relevant than the uh than the yankees red sox thing it used to be it hasn't been that way for a long time it kind of died in 2004 the fans keep it alive a little bit but even then it's not the, the biggest rivalry in sport by any means for for, for two reasons one 
there isn't a general hatred between the players anymore. They're like te- te- players don't stay with teams forever and ever. All oh, man, they 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 don't uh, grow a hatred. They don't play nineteen times like they used to just a couple just a, a year ago. And then in the past, so if you were born, if you were drafted by the Yankees or signed by the Yankees, you just you hated the Red Sox because you were there for a long time, and vice versa. Players don't do that anymore. Players end up playing for that organization even this in the same season, sign here and there and everywhere. Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, Johnny Damon, and the like. So so that, that's that's reason number one. Reason number two, why it's not a rivalry anymore in the uh, Yankees Red Sox world is that both teams actually stink. They both like they're not good at all, especially the Yankees right now. Uh, and the Red Sox are a little bit better, but they uh, both teams have to be relevant. Both teams have to be chasing a championship, and neither team is right now by any means. Uh, I can't see that happening this year for the Yankees or next year for the Yankees or for the Red Sox for that matter. So this greatest rivalry in sport thing, it's got to end. And the way uh, Fox promotes it and and TBS and whoever else is carrying these games. Uh, it's not the greatest rivalry sport anymore by any means. So we really, really, really need to stop that. There it is. There's my rant for the uh, my rant for the day. I guess I got a I got a few more coming on. Uh, you, you, the Yankees are uh, six games back in a wild or six things back of those Boston Red Sox. Nine back in a wild card spot and eighteen back in the division of the uh, the Baltimore Orioles, who are just continuing to surprise everybody. Their owner came out and said something pretty stupid earlier on today. So we'll get into that in half a second. I'll show you that right now. When he comes out and says uh, he's already being a uh, uh, Nostradamus like pr- prediction saying that it's going to be tough to keep this the, this franchise uh, intact this 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 team intact the way these players are playing they're going to want more money in a small market team like ourselves that doesn't have a chance to make to uh, to sign all these guys uh, long term that's a cop out that's saying I'm not going to spend I'm not going I have no intention of spending I have no intention of doing anything so for Baltimore Orioles fans it's a, it's a bit of a kick in the pills right off the bat by their owner already saying two and three years down the road they're not gonna, going to go for it he can go for it he makes enough money off the TV deals and then when you, if, you're, if your building is packed you can make more money and on and on it goes we've been through that a thousand times so peter angels i think his name is he needs to just shut up because he has the money to go and and, and do this on a and, and make sure things get uh get righted there in baltimore for years to come anyways get back to the yankees here that's what the yankees show here uh they they just don't have it. They don't got it. They're, they're a terrible team. But I think this might be an actual good thing for this franchise right now. It's going to make it very easy for the uh, late August call-ups, call them September call-ups, get guys up. And because this team has no expectations, no hope in winning, you can bring some guys up that will uh, help your team long-term. See what you've got down on the farm. See what's going on down there. Uh, the one, one kid everybody's raving about is Everson Perara kid. Uh, he's tearing the cover off the ball. He's a hell of a prospect, hell of a player. You can bring him up now. And, like, they need an outfielder. And they can do two things with this. They can bring Perara up. And it'll help to uh, maybe put uh, Judge on the bench a little bit so Judge can just DH. Because uh, Judge needs to be a, a kind of not put up, put out to pasture, but to put down a little bit so, so he's not uh, straining that foot a little bit. The only other option I see with Aaron Judge right now would be to sit him out for the season, but I don't think he's going to allow that the way the, the, the way the guy is. And another guy I would bring up is uh, Austin Wells, a catcher. Uh, he's a heck of a prospect as well. He struck out a couple times this weekend, but he also hit a couple home runs uh, over the weekend down in Scranton. So it's a 
good to see that the Yankees guys are, are doing that again uh, circa 2016 when you remember a young uh, Aaron Judge was brought up. He had his home run his very first at bat. And then you had uh, the Gary Sanchez deal where he had 24 home runs in 56 games, whatever it was. It was something ridiculous. The L Kraken show, whatever what, what it was there in the Bronx. It brought a little bit of life to that franchise and brought a little bit of hope to the Yankees when they, things weren't going so good in 2016. Remember, it was a couple of years after the uh, Jeter retired, the tours and the, the Mariano Rivera t- uh, retirement in 2013. So they didn't really have a lot going for them in 2015, 2016. But when they brought those those kids up, uh, it got a little put a little bit of life back in the, the old ballpark in the, or the new newer ballpark park in the Bronx, I guess. And it brought a little bit of life to the franchise and it gave fans some hope for what they were going to see on a uh, coming up the next season. It turned out to be uh, quite a successful season in 2017. I've said it a thousand times on this podcast uh, that uh, 2017 is my, my one of my favorite most recent Yankee teams because they, they they damn near got there with a ragtag bunch and the like. So it's, it was enough to uh, to get people to believe in that team a little bit. But I, I really like to see that, that that happen with the guys that are coming up the minors. I think right now would be a very good time for Cashman, for Steinbrenner, and whoever else makes these decisions to to say, okay, yeah, maybe it, maybe now it's time. The season's over. Losing three in a row over the weekend, losing eight, eight in a row uh, overall might be a blessing in disguise a little bit. Like, like you can't throw any more dirt on this grave it's over so you might as well start start new and try to dig yourself out for next year because anybody who's uh, still holding on to the thought that this team's going to a, a playoff spot or wildcard spots out of their freaking mind. I didn't swear yet. It's only uh, 3 through 9 in the, in the afternoon here in uh, beautiful Leopards, Alberta, Yankee Tavern North. But it's, uh, it's, it's it was a, a blessing in disguise to see your team burn out like that and fade away instead of holding on and hanging on and pretending. Now, there's no way that anybody can possibly say that this team is right there and this team is only a player or two away from doing anything. And, and losing this many games in a row. It's too bad that they, they weren't playing Tampa next. They got the Washington Nationals next. And the Nationals, who are actually closer to the playoff spot right now than the Yankees are, if you can believe that, by I think half a game or a game, but it's still, the numbers don't lie. Uh, so you see, you see a, a Yankees team that's so far behind, they think they're ahead, but it's good to see that they are are bottoming out. Like, you, you'd like to see the Tampa Bay Rays get, get a hold of them and keep this losing streak going a little bit to guarantee that these guys will, will get a chance in the minors to come up and see what we got. And then the uh, the rest of the, the, on the flip side of the coin, it will actually show management how bad this team actually is and the, how much work needs to be done. I, I don't think that I'm, uh, it's, it's a surprise to Cashman that, that something has to be done. I don't think it's a surprise to Cashman that it's uh, this, what the team he's constructed is bad, that it hasn't worked out, that the guys that he got are old and slow and unathletic and it hasn't worked but I think it's a very good thing for a franchise to, to bottom out and say to hell with it because the worst thing you can do would be is be 500 to be just okay because if you're just okay year in year out and it's all the Yankees have been for a very long time it's just okay uh, it, sh- it goes to show what, what can happen now injury here and injury there and you're done uh, like it's been, a, it's been a tough go for the Yankees for quite some time but the future is now and, uh, and, and to quit talking about the, the chase for 28 and the 27 world championship championships and being that fanky uh fan or yankee fan fanky <laughs> that's my term for fanboy apparently my the yankee fanboy who keeps uh, pressing for that chase for 28 and on and on that we have this many championships it, it means nothing it means absolutely nothing the future is now for this franchise for this team to do something and to move forward uh it 
It hit a low on Saturday night or Friday night there. Uh, apparently, uh, Mr. Boone, he had a bit of a, a closed-door meeting. These magical closed-door meetings are supposed to solve everything. And uh, they, they sprinkle fairy dust in the background there. And then and all the problems of the world get solved. And it, it didn't happen. They lost the next two games. They probably could have, should have, could have won one yesterday. They kind of got screwed by the umpire and the, and the, the uh, video replay and everything else. But it, it shouldn't matter. And apparently, apparently, Garrett Cole didn't even go to the closed-door meeting. He'd already left by that point. He didn't even know what, what Boone said he was kind of a surprise when uh, when he was told that there was a closed door meeting what was said he's like ah well he made something up cole's up a, a pretty straight shooter he's pretty level-headed it seems but uh he's 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 saying things aren't good in yankee land he said basically yes, he's never been through something like this and remember he played on some pretty bad uh pittsburgh pirates teams back in like, 2015 like a an 89 or 90 lost pittsburgh pirates team so that's that's pretty tough to say that he's never been that this is actually worse or, or maybe because the expectations were a lot higher for his tenure with the yankees and i still think he should opt out but there's a lot of there's a lot of legalities in there that me and the fan of the van jim talked about that last week but um it's a good thing for the Yankees to bottom out, to realize that that it, that it is over, that this team isn't close, that they have to find a way to get better. And uh, right now is to see what they got in the farm. And then maybe this will be a bit of a, 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 a test for Mr. Cashman to see what they've drafted and developed in the in the minors and see that maybe that Steinbrenner, this is an audition just as much for Cashman. I don't think they're going to fire Cashman by any means, which probably means they aren't going to fire, fire Boone because if you, they fire Boone, you bring some other moron in who does the exact same thing. And Boone looks defeated. I feel, I, I do feel bad for the guy. I, I, I'm a Boone guy, but he should never have had this job like we've said before, but it's, it's interesting to see the way he's played or, or not played the, the way he's managed his team. And he says some pretty dumb things after, after games saying, we, we got to go on a heck of a run. We're very close. Well, you're not. And losing the, these three games to the uh, to the Boston Red Sox was the proof in the pudding that it, that it's got to change and it's got to um, it's it's just got to um, it's got to be an organizational uh, alteration right? and that starts at Cashman. Whether that's going to happen or not, who knows? But it's something that's got to got to change. And like lo- losing more at this point in the season is is I think for a Yankee fan, just go and watch the games and enjoy them because it's not doing you any good to say to go and get this guy and go and that go and get that guy and make things make things happen because uh, right now the organization's broken. It's not in a good spot. Like they apparently Hal and uh, Boone and Mr. Um, Mr. Cashman got together last week and they just said that it's been a disappointing year. They're like, no, no shit, Sherlock. It hasn't, the things have not, not gone well. It's not, not going to go as well uh, as expected. And they, uh, they had some guys down in the minors were ready to go and then nothing changed through, through this next eight games. So they had a chance to do something over this last eight days to make some changes, to bring some guys up for the minors, but they just didn't do it. There's always a, there's always a reason in the Yankee land. There's always something going on, but it's, it's, it's disappointing to see that they didn't do anything. And this goes back to the trade deadline when they, they stood put and, and they, they said nothing in there. And for, for Cashman at the trade deadline to say, we're in it to win it. Like he's a freaking grade nine uh, cheerleader uh, leader or whatever the heck they're called. The the guy who does the clapping in the chair and they win it to win it. Like in some, some stupid girl softball chant. Um, it was, it's a bad look for the Yankees and Cashman to not get something done and not even make an attempt at the trade deadline. And that should have told the Yankee fans that this is what the team was going to be. And then to, to not bring up anybody up from the minors and sticking to your guns and sticking with what you got. It was a very prevalent thing. That this Yankee team was not going to do anything throughout this season. It's been a disappointment. You can just wipe it down, uh, say, throw it away and, and, and hope for the uh, almost hope for the worst at this point. So things actually get worse. Um, and that's one thing I think we can, as Yankee fans, I think that's something we, we need to, to hope for a little bit 
to see if it can get worse because that's the only way I think it's going to get better. If you just try to keep hanging around and hanging around, it's not ever going to get better. Uh, the first thing I would do if I was uh, put the uh, put in charge of this disaster and, and something I could do is I would send I would DFA Severino, Lu, uh, Luis Severino. I think I think one of, he had so much potential at one point. Things just haven't worked for him. He's a self-proclaimed worst pitcher in baseball. So he said it himself. So maybe it's time to go. When they threw him out of the walls on uh, last Tuesday or Wednesday night, I think it was when he was pitching for uh, against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, you knew he's going to lose. He didn't have a bad outing, just not a good outing, like one of those deals. So you, like they they keep throwing him out there, and I think it's just time to for them to say, you know what, say say goodbye. We're done with you. You're a serviceable Yankee. You, you just things just haven't worked out in the last couple of years. The game has passed you by a little bit, and say goodbye. Um, you're not going to resign him next year. There's no way you're going to bring him back next year. So why not just get rid of him and get get put him on the uh, these. DFA, see you later. That opens up a spot in the 40-man to bring up one of these younger guys, and they can get these guys going a little bit, and that'll help out, and it'll put him out of his misery, and it won't be one of those things where you know you're behind by, you got to score a touchdown after the first inning because you're, you're down seven or eight in the first, so I think it's a good thing for if they got rid of uh, Severino uh, right now and open up, cause open up that roster spot and say thanks, but no thanks, and just pay him out, whatever it might be for the rest of the year. Uh, the next thing I would do this is a sit, uh, my, uh, the whipping boy for the fourteen twenty podcast, the Yankee, uh, the the Yankee week reviews. I would I would try to find a way to put uh, Stanton on the bench most of the year uh, for the rest of the season. Somehow find a way to just sit this guy down. He's hitting one ninety five right now. He strikes out more than he he makes contact. He's an absolute disaster. Things have not done well for Stanton since he's come to the Yankees. They got four more years at X amount of dollars, and it's not a good look the way he's he's. Uh, pins and needles and the tin man and everything else we talk about it all the time but they need to find a way to sit him uh, he's 195 batting average he's uh, going to be constantly hurt his legs everything else don't he doesn't seem to have it uh it's an, it's an embarrassment to the game of baseball he's an embarrassment to pinstripes and they got to find a way to get him on the bench bring up Pereira, have him hit you know, play play in the outfield how uh, full time then have judge dh so that then that just basically gets rid of the stanton spot in the lineup it's an automatic out so you're just he's a piece in the lineup that doesn't work and he needs to go away find a way to get rid of him it's, he's an embarrassment to baseball i think it would he would uh that would be a favor to him if he wasn't playing anymore because the embarrassment he's become it would it would help out the team and it would help out Stanton's psyche and the one thing you got with Stanton is that no matter what like you're going to try to get rid of him but you're, how are you are going to get rid of a guy who makes that much money and doesn't hit so you, you need to showcase him a little bit and say he's got something say yeah we'll pick up 10-12 million dollars of his contract next year or over half or whatever it might be but the thing is with Stanton is that everybody knows he strikes out a lot. Everybody knows he can't run. So if you put him out there anymore this season, and, and he proves it more and more and more that he can't run or hit or, or do anything anymore, and he can't play the field because he's always hurt, uh, that just exposes how much how, how much of a weak link he is. So you can't you can't leave him in the lineup, but also you, you do want to try to win a few games when these young kids do come up, but having him in the lineup guarantees that these young kids can't play. So it's a catch-22 with the Stanton situation, but uh, I think for his psyche and the Yankees' psyche, alone I think it's time for him to uh to sit in the bench a little bit more in this last 40 games or 45 games a season and say thanks bye see ya uh like I said not showcasing him it's going to be a bad thing and a good thing I don't know it's it's such a catch 22 with that guy third thing I would do is probably just shut Rizzo down for the year um that one's a pretty simple one he's not playing right now but actually announced it I know they were humming and hawing this last couple of days about maybe bringing him out and, and having something done but what's the point point? and then when you have the concussion issues that he has 
and that's something you can just say we don't like screw it like, and this it's actually like the stuff that we know about brain injuries now compared to what it was 20 years ago uh, even 10 years ago now actually so having a guy like Rizzo sitting on the bench isn't the, gonna, going to be the worst thing ever to uh, to to not play for the rest of the year and say you know what we're going to just sit him down we're going to just make sure that he's his health is okay then you can bring up another young guy to to do something in the minor from the minor leagues and give these guys a chance to have a showcase for those last 45 games and see what you got for 2024 just like they did in 2016 so it's one of those things that you could um it's one of those things you can really do to help your team out and and have and uh see what you got and i don't think like you don't want to see your team lose you don't want to turn on your tv or go to games to see your team team lose because no nobody wants to pay tickets to see that but i think there is a light at the end of the tunnel with, with with your younger guys and there is a situation you could have where you can say okay this is what we look forward to next year like i said 2016 and 2017 you got a little bit of a sneak peek with those guys yes they went and picked up some free agents that really helped that 2017 team but it was the young guys that made that made it exciting it was the young guys that that brought yeah life back to the bronx and to to the pinstripes and they all and they damn near pulled one off out of nowhere uh so could they do it again it, it's a it's a they got a few more guys they, that they need to get rid of one guy that i would bring i bring up uh, austin wells for sure to be the catcher he's the guy of the future for sure and then send ben rortbet to the island of misfit toys that guy is an absolute disgrace the game of baseball uh he hasn't played much for the yankees and he's i shouldn't be so hard on a guy who doesn't get many at bats so it's one of those things that you you know he just didn't it didn't work out here because of injuries got traded here last year it didn't work out because of injuries and the like so it's 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 too bad that he you don't know what the potential of the guy could have been, could have been but that's baseball susan and that's the way things go uh but Rortbat did like yesterday when he went to he was at bat in the ninth inning there the bottom of nine did anybody in did anybody have any uh, hope that that guy's going to get a hit and uh, tie the game up for the yankees uh no no everybody knew what was going to happen of course he didn't get a hit and that was it so um you got guys like him that are hitting no 95 in the lineup. Uh, that's just awful. And that can't be done. You're not a major league caliber player. You're hitting no 95. Same thing with Jake Bowers. He's your cleanup guy yesterday. If Jake Bowers is your cleanup guy for the New York Yankees, for the Bronx Bombers, you're in big trouble. So it's time for, for, for Bowers to go. It's time to revamp this lineup, bring the young kids up and see, see what you got. Because right now uh, it's, it's not good. They're not making the playoffs. They're not doing anything of any substance this year. See what they can do the last 40, 45 games, go 500 maybe and, and see what you got they're going to be a, a last place team for the first time since 90 i think 92 or 93 i think it was this is the longest streak they losing streak they've had uh in in uh geez, since 1995 i think so 28 years um it's not good it's not a good look right now for the new york yankees it's time for them to make some wholesale changes uh but but the first things first is control what you control don't look at the past don't say that this the analytics have worked don't 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 talk about the success that cashman allegedly had uh, back 20 25 years ago because that's over and that chase for 28 is uh, it's a yes you wanted to chase 28 but you got to forget about the other 27 they don't matter they don't matter at all today's game or tomorrow's game matters and the rest of the season matters for next year not this year so much but for next year and it's something that they, they really really got to get done it's a it's a long long ways to the top you want to rock and roll and this team's a long ways away right now and it's not good in yankee land are they going to fire cashman probably not are they going to fire boone i still don't think so because what would that do for the rest of this season i still think he probably comes back next year but because they uh 
really how doesn't want to spend money on another manager, another GM that they that they just re-upped this, this past offseason. So I can't see them spending three to five million dollars on someone to not be in, in the front office or or, or on the bench. Uh, is Boone the problem? Partially. Is it Cashman's Cashman's fault? More because it's it's his roster construction and his decisions that made this team. It's his nerds that are that are running the organization with the analytics that they got. So bad analytics guys, they strike out too much and on and on it goes with this Yankee team. So it's got it's something's got to be done. Something's got to be done soon and bringing these guys up in the minors and giving them a shot 2016-ish and seeing what they got for the future is is, imp- is imperative for this franchise moving forward from this point on or else uh, you'll have the exact same thing next year. If you keep running back, if you keep running it back and running it back and running it back, you're going to see how bad it's going to get. And it's gotten pretty, it's gotten really bad. And you look at a team like the uh, Baltimore Orioles, how they're, they're, uh, they're flying right now. And they got a lot, a lot, a lot going on there. And they, uh, they're, they're going to make a run for the World Series this year. And they, they had to run things back and they, they weren't relevant for a little bit. So it's one of those things that, that uh, the Yankees need to take a, a page out of someone else's book for once not and not think that the, uh, the championships of the past are the most important thing. Uh, so anyways, uh, I don't see them doing doing much good this year. Like I said, if they can go 500 the rest of the season, go and, uh, you know, be respectable. If they can get to 500 overall, that would be nice. But uh, you, you can't see them doing any more damage. They're, they're, it's going to have a tough, be a tough thing to watch for the last month and a half of the season. And then you just get on to move on to next year. And I think next year starts right now. That's uh, anyways. There's my little rant for the day about the New York Yankees. Anyways, little uh, word from our friends at uh, at SeatGeek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. You know, when things don't, oh, thank you very much for friends at SeatGeek. That's promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today to save, to save yourself $20 on your first purchase at SeatGeek. Um, like one thing about having a team that, yeah, that has had some success in the past, I'm not saying go back and say, yeah, and, and tell people that you, you've won 27, but sometimes you get to go back and reminisce, watch things on YouTube a little bit, and, and remember the, the good times. That's kind of what I did this morning when I was coming up with my On This Day in Yankee history. But anyways, On This Day in 2009, the Yankees, defeated the Boston Red Sox 20 to 11 in front of 37,869 people in Fenway Park in Boston in a game that took three hours and 50, 57 minutes to complete. Hideki Matsui led the way with two home runs and seven RBIs and Mark Teixeira went three for five with three RBIs. Andy Pettit got the win uh, going five innings giving up seven runs, five of them earned, and improved his record to 10-6 and six in the season. The win was the Yankees' third in a row and improved their record to 77-45 and 45 on the year. So on this day in 2009, the Yankees and the Red Sox uh, went to a battle of 20-11. What? And three hours, I, 357 is too long for a baseball game. I don't know. That's, uh, that's an awful lot of beer to be drinking at 18 bucks a beer. I don't know how, how much you could afford to be doing that. But anyways, on this day in Yankees history. And happy 31st birthday to four. Former Yankee, Brandon Drury. Drury played in 18 games for Yankees in 2018. In his brief stop with the Yankees, Drury hit 176 in 57 plate appearances with one home run and seven RBIs. Uh, Drury was drafted in the uh, fourth round by or by Atlanta in the 13th round of the 2010 amateur draft out of Grant Falls High School in his hometown of Grant Falls, Oregon. So on this day, 
longtime Yankee great, and all he was there for a very short time. Uh, Brandon Drury drafted by or played his first game. It's happy birthday to Brandon Drury. I don't know why I stumbled on that one so bad. But anyways, there's a Yankee Week in Review. Has, wasn't a good week at all. Wasn't the good, the bad, and the ugly. It was just bad and ugly. And things got a lot worse as it went on. So let's hope that things for the things can clean up for the Yankees a little bit for the remainder of the season. They won't be a playoff team by any means, but let's see what the young kids can do. Maybe get a new uh, a new uh, batch of baby bombers up to the Bronx and see what they can do for the rest of the season to see what they, they got for next year. We're we're in next year land already, Yankee fans. It's one of those things. Um, yeah, there we go. There's I uh, got three with uh, Washington coming up and three with Tampa. Expect them to go two and four in that next six games to, to uh, get even further away from the 500 mark, the way things are going for the Yankees. Anyways, there it is for, for the Week in Review for the New York Yankees at here at 1420 World Headquarters. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel when you get a chance and uh, talk to people on our show. We, we really appreciate everything you guys do here at 1420 World Headquarters. So, anyways, remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, Yankee fans. We'll talk to you next week. Get into it.